summary of the Sicha. In this week's parsha, we learn about Pesach Sheni, and there's a well-known dictum from the Friediger Rebbe that Pesach Sheni is about that there is, it's never too late. One can always fix what was lacking, what was missed previously, and even as the Pesach says, someone that was Tomei, he stands, he's in a state of imperfection, or he finds himself in a distant place, and therefore needs to come closer. And even more so, even it's Lachem, as the Pesach adds the word Lachem, which means, the Friediger Rebbe says, that it was by his own choice, he chose to be distant, he chose to be Tomei, even somebody like that, is, it's not too late, you can still fix it. So even though it's true that you could say that this pshat, this insight of the Friediger Rebbe, works according to only one opinion of the Machlekes that goes on about Pesach Sheni, which we'll talk about in a minute, but it would, make so, it would go so much better if it agrees with all opinions, it doesn't just work according to one opinion. So, there are three opinions about Pesach Sheni. One is, two of the opinions are that Pesach Sheni is a makeup for Pesach Rishon. Um, in other words, the real time of bringing a karma Pesach is Pesach Rishon. However, since you missed it, the, the, the Torah gives you an opportunity to make up the missed opportunity of the first Pesach. And there are two ways that you can look at that. Either one that is when you fail to bring the first carbon Pesach, the carbon Pesach on the first Pesach, you are now Chayef Karas. The Torah gives you an opportunity to mitigate that by taking away the Chayef Karas if you bring it on Pesach Sheni. Another way of looking at it is that as soon as you miss that opportunity, the Torah says, well, nothing to worry about. Just do it on Pesach Sheni. And then, of course, so in other words, that you're not Chayef Karas even until after Pesach Sheni comes and goes, you're not even Chayef Karas. That's two different ways of looking at that. But then there's a third opinion. <coughs> so according to these two opinions, it makes sense to say that you missed an opportunity of the first carbon Pesach, you have the opportunity, it's never too late. Pesach Sheni is coming. But according to the opinion of Rebbe, which says that Pesach Sheni is only, is not just a makeup of Pesach Rishon, it has its own status as a Yom Tif. It's a time when you can bring the Karim That the Torah says, on this day you should bring the Karim Pesach. Condition, of course, if you already brought it, there's no need to bring it again. But this is a time to bring a Karim Pesach, and it's not just a makeup of the first, uh, first Pesach. So then according to that, what does it mean? That you're, it's Nishtak and Fafaun, it's never too late. What do you mean too late? It's not a makeup of uh, first Pesach. So it doesn't really deliver that message of it's not too late, and you can always... Uh, fulfill something that you missed. So although one could say that according to Rebbe, <clears throat> even according to Rebbe, it's clear that since you don't have to bring a carbon Pesach and Pesach Sheni, if you already brought on Pesach Rishon, so that makes it clear that it is really making up the fact that you didn't, <clears throat> you didn't bring a carbon on the Pesach Rishon. So it is making up a lost opportunity. But still, the, the question remains because... In the way Rebbe explains it, what happens if a, if a child became an adult between the first Pesach and the second Pesach, or a ger converted between the first Pesach and the second Pesach? So according to the first two opinions, that the whole purpose of Pesach Sheni is only to make up that which was missed in Pesach Rishon. So if you had no obligation to bring it on Pesach Rishon, there's nothing to make up. You didn't miss anything. You had no obligation. 
But according to Rebbe, that says that it's a Pesach, it's a Yom Tebifnei Regal Bifnei and that on Pesach, Sheni, you bring a carbon. Even, and it's not connected to the fact that you missed it in Pesach Rishon. What that means is that if a child became an adult in between, so even though he wasn't obligated to do it then, he still has to bring a carbon on Pesach Sheni. The same with the Ger. Even though he had no obligation to bring it then, <clears throat> as Pesach Sheni comes, he does have an obligation to do it now. So how do you explain the Nishtokim Fafaun that it's never too late in regards to this child or this Ger? Who, what do you mean it's not too late? He, he had no obligation. He didn't miss anything. He's doing it only because there's a new Yom Tov came along in which there's a need to bring a carbon, and he didn't bring it yet. He had no need to bring it back then. So he's bringing it. It's not to make up anything that was missed. He didn't miss anything. So how does the Friedrich Rebbe's dictum explain in regards to these two people? So now, in regards to the child, one could still answer it and to say that since a child could be included into a carbon Pesach, even when he's a child, celibase obvious, that, a, that a family can have a carbon Pesach, so he can be included, and if he was included when he was a child, when Pesach Sheni comes along now that he's an adult, he doesn't have to bring a second carbon, which means that he really did have a connection to the carbon Pesach, even when he was a child. So if he wasn't included, so therefore he's missing the fact that he could have been included and he wasn't, and therefore he has to bring it when he becomes an, uh, an adult, when Pesach Sheni comes along. So in regards to the child, you could still say that it's making up a lost, uh, something that he missed. But in regards to the Ger, he never had any connection to the carbon Pesach. So what kind of a thing is it making up? What did he miss? He didn't miss anything. So perhaps the explanation could be that according to Rebbe's opinion we find that a greater perfection is reached a greater makeup of what was missed is reached through the way he sees it more even than the ones that say that it's, being, uh, that it's a makeup of the first Pesach according to the opinions that the second Pesach Pesach Sheni is only a makeup for Pesach Rishon so what is it making up? there is a mitzvah to bring a carbon Pesach on Pesach Rishon you missed that opportunity. So the Eivishta says, fine, you can make it up on Pesach Sheni. Is that the right time to bring a carbon Pesach? No. The right time is to bring Pesach Rishon. But you missed it then, so fine, do it now. You have at least, at least get it done now. So at least you did it. You didn't do it in this perfect way. It wasn't in the right time. But at least you did it. According to Rebbe, he says, no, not at all. The Eivishta created a new regal as, as uh, Rebbe says, Regel Befneyatsmai, the Abishta created a new time parameter when a carbon Pesach should be brought. It's not just that's the right time, this is the wrong time. No, this is the right time. Somebody who hasn't brought it yet, this is the right time. So when you make up the fact that you missed it on, carbon, on Pesach Rishon, you're making it up in its perfect state, in the proper time to bring a carbon Pesach. It's not you're missing the right time, you have the right time. It's a regal b'fneyatzmai. So according to Rebbe, that it's never too late, and you can always make it up, is, gets a new dimension to it. You could always make it up, not just somewhat, to some degree, in every perfection. You could make it up perfectly. So based on this, we could say that, uh, even according to Rebbe, there is the element of tashlumin, makeup but it, there's two meanings to the word tashlumen one is to make up something which was lacking 
And another one is Shlemus. It reaches a new Shlemus that wasn't there before. Because there is such a concept as something can be full, perfect, in its current state, but there is an, a greater perfection that could be reached. Look, a few examples. One is, the, the Gemara says that there is, if somebody says a year, it means 12 months. If he says a full year, it means that if there is an Ibiyar, if it's a leap year, which has 13 months, he has to do it for 13 months. He took a, a vow that he will do or won't do something for a whole year, so he has to do it for the 13 months if it's a, a leap year. So we see the word Shana, the word year, means 12 months, and that's the real meaning of the word Shana. But it can reach a new meaning, a higher type of mean, a perfection, that it has to include a 13th year, even though there's nothing missing from the word Shana when it's a 12-month year. The same is true for there is Avaida in the Beis Amigdash. Some of them are called Avaida Tama, a complete Avaida. What is the meaning of Avaida Tama? It means an, an Avaida which doesn't have another Avaida following it in this series of Avaidas. As an example, when somebody shechts a carbon, so the shechite is an Avaida. When somebody uh, receives the blood into a bowl, that's an Avaida. And the same with transporting the blood to the Mizbeach. Those are each legitimate Avaidas, which could be done perfectly, fully, and everything was done perfectly. But that's not called an Aveda Tama because they all lead to the conclusion of that series, which is to sprinkle the blood on the Mizbeach. That's the ultimate purpose of it. Only the sprinkling is called the Aveda Tama. So each Aveda is a, considered a perfect Aveda. But its newest perfection is reached when they sprinkle the blood on the Mizbeach. Then it completes the whole series and the Shechita gains a new Shlemus, a new perfection. The halacha in regards to that is that even though uh, a zara, non kayan is prohibited from doing any of those avedas, but he wouldn't be chayav misa unless he, unless he does an aveda which is tama, the conclusive, the perfect one, the ones that brings to perfection to all the avedas before it. The same could be also in the mitzvah of tzedakah. We know the Torah says, you should provide for a poor person everything that he needs, whatever he's lacking. So, deimachsere means make sure that he has to eat and to sleep and whatever he needs. Then there is whatever he's lacking could mean to some people that he needs a horse to ride or even an entourage of people to run to uh, surround him as he walks because that's what he's accustomed to. That's how he's been living and now he, doesn't, he can't afford it so we are obligated to, to make up that need as well. But then there is a new category which is la'ashroi. Not something that he's lacking, not something that he's missing. He never had it. But it's nice to have. He would like to be wealthy. So that there is no obligation. But it's still, it would be a mitzvah to give, you know, you, you help somebody to reach a goal and a dream that he had is very nice. So th there, one is to make up a lack, something that is missing, a need. And the other one is a greater shlemos, something that he really didn't need in order to be what he is, but it reaches a new shlemos. So in this way we could say that that um, that Ein Hashemi in Ladishan only means in the sense that it doesn't make up something that was lacking in the first Pesach. Like, let's say, in the case of the ger or the child, because they weren't lacking anything, there was no need. But if they do get to bring a carbon Pesach, of course, it gives them a new perfection. They got the opportunity to bring a carbon Pesach.
So the nishtokef of found that it's never too late can mean that you can always reach the greater perfection even though you weren't missing anything before. And this can become even more, it works even so much better if when you understand the concept that the Chidot says, that why does it say Gershin is Geir? Why doesn't it say Goyishin is Geir? And the reason is because even a Goy, before he becomes a Ger, once he becomes a Ger, you know that he was always a potential Ger. He always had a spark of holiness in his Neshama, which it took the actual Gerus to bring it to to bring it out, to bring it to fulfillment, to reveal it. So in other words, according to this, even though he was a ger, he was a goy back before, during the first Pesach, he already was missing, he already lacked, he had already some connection to it because of the spark of his neshamas, and therefore even he's making up that lack in Pesach Sheni, when he brings the Korban Pesach. Now, since we have the rule that whenever <clears throat> two things describe the same word, there are two different interpretations of the same word, like in this case, tashlumin lack, and tashlumin making up a lack, and tashlumin bringing it to a new perfection, there must be a relationship between the two. And the, the explanation of that is that when somebody has the potential and the ability to reach a new perfection, as long as he doesn't have that perfection, He's somehow lacking. He has that ability to reach a greater perfection. If he doesn't have it, he's missing that perfection. As, for instance, in the example of the guy that uh, became accustomed to having what other people would be consider, consider wealth, but to him it's a need. So now that, he ha- that he's had it, it becomes a need. This can also be said that if somebody doesn't actually have it, but in his mind, that's what he lives for. That's what he dreams of. He's dreaming of the day when there will be 50 people around him as an entourage and they go wherever he goes and he's a leader. So now that becomes to him a need, even though he never had it. And in regards to the laws of Tzedakah, we would say, no, it's not a need. He never had it. It's not a need because the, the Rav that is consulted about whether the Tzedakah fund should spend that kind of money on him would say, we never saw that he had it. The Eibishter knows that to him it's a real need. He's been living this dream for months or years, so it's a real need. But we can't rule, we can't base our decisions based on what's going on in his mind. But the truth is that to him it could already, it could already be a real need. So therefore, in this case, the Ger, he never, on Pesach Rishon, he never really had the obligation to bring a Karim Pesach. He had no real shaykhs to Karim Pesach. But since he's living already, his neshama is already on fire with the need to become a ger, as we said, there's a nitzutz. So therefore, he already, in his soul, he has already a need for this Karim Pesach. So therefore, until he gets it met on Pesach Sheni, it's, he's, not, he's missing and he's lacking that, um, that fulfillment. And therefore, the shleimus, the perfection that is reached by Pesach Sheni, because he really didn't, he had no chiyuv, uh, really fulfills a need, and that's how the two interpretations come together in the word tashlumin. The Rebbe says there's a lesson in this in our life. Sometimes we think that, what do I have to get involved in in this? This is not a, uh, an actual need. There's no chiyah for it. It's something that, yes, I could reach a new perfection, but do I have to do it today? Do I have to do it immediately? Is it something pressing? So the answer is, that's something that you might think is something that is only a shleimus, some perfection that you may, 
may really be a need to you because as the Baal Shem Tov said and the Shama comes down into the world for 70-80 years perhaps only to do one Yid a favor and it's possible that this uh, this event that now confronts you about a particular Jew at a particular time on a particular day is the thing for which your Neshama came down so it's not just a Shlemus that you're looking for it is fulfilling the need of your Neshama the critical need the reason, the whole reason why you were born into this world.